0: Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern-day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time-consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers, and you go on your merry way, because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. After all this chaos, SoCal is finally open and we booked another venue. Congratulations. Our church and venue are in the same town, six blocks away from each other. Ceremony is 12 to one. Was thinking of opening venue at two to start cocktail hour. Is that too much of a gap? I was thinking right off the ceremony. So family members would head out to the venue to help do final setups and let vendors in. Then two to three cocktail hour, three main entrance and so on. Perhaps do dinner at 334. Um, I think that that's. That's perfectly acceptable. Um, my guess is you're doing a more formal mass style service for it to be at noon, right? Um, you could even I would make cocktail hour an hour and a half um because then it gets people a little bit closer to dinner or just eat it over an hour a little bit. What you'll start to find though, is if you spend too much time, there's too much gap, too much lack of entertainment as as harsh as that is to say, people will start losing interest. So, um, as long as you clearly communicate to your guests that the uh, cocktail hour isn't until X time, and perhaps you can list off a couple of things that they could be doing in the meantime, you could even get away with like a two hour gap. As long as guests are released of their obligation to be present, you know, that's, that's still achievable. Is it ideal? Of course not. We'd love to have like from one straight to the other, but I get that starting your cocktail hour, like right at one fifteen, it's like you're done by eight o'clock, you know? <laughs> so I think you can make it work. Just be a clear communicator and offer some fun things that may be on your website for people to do in the meantime. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. Also, I was thinking of making bouquets slash boutonnieres months ahead since I was going to use dry florals and perhaps attach real flowers the day before the event. Do you think? Good idea. Any tips? I've been finding bunches of dried florals at department stores for way less, so I've been buying. Okay. Dried florals. I'm trying to think of like what tips I could give that are helpful. Obviously you have to be very careful with dried florals, store them in a safe place because one crunch and they're done. Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind when it comes to attaching real flowers the day before the event. That's definitely possible. Uh, I would say maybe practice. So if that means going to Trader Joe's and grabbing a bouquet of flowers and play around with what you currently have, see if you like it first, instead of just hoping that, um, the day before your event, it's going to work. Another wonderful option would be 50 flowers. If you are still on the hunt for more florals, I know they're selling some amazing pre-dried or dried pre-made collections. So good. In case you try your hand at it and you're like, I don't quite like making this myself where everything's kind of falling apart. You can get it delivered to you more uh, put together, which is great. Yes. There's our floral quiz. So if you aren't sure how much DIY you want to do or where you should be buying from, definitely jump on in there and take that quiz. That is the longest link ever. <laughs> it's like a CVS of links. Uh, 50 flowers, I think, is what the website you're asking about. So definitely practice. If it's something you're interested, go for it. You need to practice a few times because you don't want to get to the day before your wedding and be like, oh my gosh, I hate this. I hate it. What are your thoughts on a bride wearing platform Converse shoes? Do it and send me the photos. Those are my thoughts. Those are my freaking thoughts. That's delicious. I love that. I love the I love juxtaposition of like a fancy dress and then a super casual shoes. Mm, chef's kiss. Um I am considering doing a last dance with my future husband at the wedding, but I don't know how that would go. Have you heard or experienced couples doing a last dance? Yes, I love this. Typically this is right when uh you're going to do your grand exit. Even if Your photographer's already left by then. Doesn't really matter. It's a good idea to send everyone out of the room to get lined up for the grand exit. And in that meantime, um, and before that happens, the DJ would announce that you guys are going to have a special last dance together. So everyone's outside getting all hyped, getting lined up. You know, you're ready to go. And then you and your sweetheart just like rocking back and forth by yourself at the end of an amazing night. I love last dances. I need to put that in a video somewhere. Guys, remind me. Remind me that I need to do like cool special things you can do on your wedding day because that needs to be one of them. That's very fun. Do you have any thoughts on choosing maid of honor? I definitely have my best friend in mind, but I thought maybe my future sister-in-law. You can have two. You can definitely have two. um, Who will bear the responsibility of what that role entails better? Or will they make a good team? Will they get along with one another? Or do you just want to be going to one person with your ideas how many people do you want to be talking to this about do you want to talk about it with you one who supports you in your opinions and in your decisions um it, it your sister-in-law or your future sister-in-law you know her personality way better than I do but my guess is your best friend is going to know exactly what you want and exactly what you're thinking so I would say either do two or just pick your best friend because um they've been in your life for a long time for a reason and they probably know exactly what you're looking for News break. <laughs> Weddings cost money. Sometimes like a lot of money. And I want you to spend your money wisely, invest it into what truly matters to you. So let's make your budget together. Visit weddingbudgetquiz.com now and I will help you craft the perfect budget for free. Free not to free. All right. Hi, Jamie. We're just under three months from our day, um, and we plan to have a smaller in-person ceremony and a live stream for everyone else. Culturally, we would need to send an announcement to family and friends, and we plan on sending out a virtual wedding announcement. You're invited to the live stream to our virtual live stream invitees in the next few weeks. I currently have a dedicated website for live stream guests as to keep information for the in-person guests separate. Some people from the live stream guest list have expressed interest in giving, giving us a gift. We obviously have a registry on our website for in-person guests, but is there a more tactful way to present any registry or honey fund information to live stream guests? Thought about putting that information on the live stream website and or the announcement. However, I don't want them thinking that they're not invited to the in-person wedding, but we're asking for gifts. Any advice is appreciated. I, I really appreciate your uh, how intentional you are in wanting to make sure that you're not um, making it seem like you're taking advantage of guests. Uh, it's hard because I think most people would just be excited to send you something. What you can do is you can just send your link to those who ask, um, or you can include it in the footer of your live stream website. So it's like, along with the sort of phrasing of we're definitely not asking, but a few of us have asked, a few of you have asked if you can uh, see our registry. That's the word. Killing it today. So we provide a link. Please, again, don't feel the need to send us anything. But if you have, if you have the desire on your heart, uh, here's the link. Something like that where you make it very clear. We're not asking, but people have asked us. So we want to make sure we include this here. Do with that what you will. All right. I sent out Save the Dates earlier this year and since then keep getting questions about if additional people can come. For example, I only invited my two adult neighbors from when I was growing up, but they asked my parents if their two kids can come. They're both in college and while they were around when I grew up, I'm not close to them. I've had family members ask similar questions. My question is, should I suck it up and invite them or stand my ground on the guest list? Do you have room to pay for more people? Do you want to pay for more people? If someone said you are going to take this person out to dinner and you're going to spend $100 on their meal, would you do it? If you would spend $100 to take that person out to dinner, then they should be on your guest list. If not, in the end, it's still your call. But on average, the average wedding guest with the seat they're sitting in, the table, the section of the table they're sitting at, the linen, the centerpiece, the food, the drinks, the dessert, the average. Now, of course, some may fall above or below this is $90 to $100 per person. We're not just talking about the meal itself. We're talking about everything added in together. So do with that what you will. You know the emotional situations on all of these way better than I do. It's very simple to say, You know, in order to be honoring of our budget and our guest count, we can't add on any more guests this time, but we really appreciate that you wanted them to come and celebrate with us. And hopefully that could be a nice, convenient, straightforward, grace- gracefully honest way of saying like, I'm so thrilled that you want to do that. We got to be honoring up the budget and our guest count. Um, but thank you.